Podcast, a podcast where two sisters take time to pause and reflect in the midst of a hurried life. I'm Sarah. And I'm Sarah May. And we are so glad to be back with you this week. Um, I almost said the episode number, but I realized I don't know what it is. Maybe 28, (laughs) 29, something like that. We'll see. But we do have some bittersweet news to tell you as we kick off the episode. This will be our last episode for the season. And honestly, it's an indefinite pause because (laughs) it is our last episode before Sarah Mae goes and has a baby, which that's the sweet part. (laughs) We're excited for the baby. It's bitter because we're going to be taking a break. And that's always sad. Because yeah. a lack of Seeking Sailor podcast is just a rough. I know. We know you're sad about it. We're <laughs> sad that we won't get to see our faces, our faces, our each other's faces uh, every other week in this manner. Um, yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. And I moving- hope it's okay because I'm doing it regardless. <laughs> yeah. We can't really do anything about it, but. Actually, I did want to ask you, like, I know you're, what are you, 35 weeks? 36 I'm 35 weeks, weeks today. Yeah. 35 weeks. Okay, yeah. So we have about five-ish more weeks until the yeah. baby comes. and Which is really we, crazy. And, like, at this point in pregnancy, honestly, it's, like, such a guess because, like, right. babies do what they want. Yes. So it's just such a weird place to be in, like, we might have a baby in five weeks or seven weeks, or three weeks, or (laughs) it's just such a weird, like, especially because it's our first, it's like, how do you not know when you're going to become parents, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's the scariest thing in the world. (laughs) Um, And if you have been through it before, you know that there's just a lot of things that you have to get done before the Mm -hmm. baby comes that like, I know you actually have been really good about preparing and doing things like over an extended period of time. But I also know that there's just things that still have to get done and you're probably in nesting mode as well. So like you're wanting to finish projects. We talked about this last time, but you're like wanting to finish projects uh, throughout the house. And so we just decided like, even though you're five weeks out, it's a good idea to just take this time finish well um wrap up the season and let you rest a little more because (laughs) you will never rest this way again (laughs) have this like space to rest in this way so yeah uh speaking of rest sarah may how have you found rest this week i know look at me go it's taken us almost 30 episodes but i'm finally (laughs) figuring out how to transition (laughs) well and like at the end of a season that we're indefinitely pausing from um yeah but yeah no that was good that was good um so i actually took two days off of work last week um, oh, I didn't know that. I'm learning yeah, took, something new. There you go. I took <laughs> Thursday and Friday off, so I had a four-day weekend. So it was definitely harder to get back into it today than it mm-hmm. normally is. Like Mondays, it's a stereotype for a reason. Like, yeah, they're always a little rough. But today was definitely hard to get into it. But Thursday and Friday, um, you know, just not having to get up and go like right to work because I don't. I start work at 7 a.m., so I get up and go right to work. I don't, like, get up and go right. I don't have to. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, I'm savoring that as long as I can. Um, so just, like, being able to sleep in a little. And I had, you know, we had stuff both days. But um, it, it just wasn't, like, you know, 
the usual grind. So it was nice to just be able to get some stuff done. And even like Thursday, I was out of the house, which working from home, I don't do a lot. So that mm-hmm. was nice to just like get out, run some errands, make some returns um, and just like get stuff out of the house that doesn't need to be there anymore. And because that's like my mode right now. I'm like, if it doesn't belong in my house, get it out. So yeah, yeah. And so yeah, it was just nice to kind of get some stuff done. And it felt restful to do it at my own pace and not have to do it after work and, you know, whatever, or spend my only week weekends doing that. So yeah, that was nice. Days off of work are always good. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) How about you? How did you find rest? Um, well, last weekend was actually really nice. I feel like it was the first time we, like Ryan and I and Miles included, but like had a true like Sabbath day. Um, I baked cookies. I wore cozy clothes all day and I read a book in bed and we just like had a really like relaxing day. So that was really, really nice. Um, and then tonight, actually, after dinner, we went for a walk, not in our neighborhood, though. We went to, like, a trail up the street, um, and it's it's a nice area because there's, like, a dog park there, and there's a playground, and it's attached to a park, but um, it kind of, like, makes a big loop around the park. And so it was just fun because Miles really loved watching all the dogs as Aww. we walked by them. And um, at one point, it kind of looked like this beagle was like following us. Like he was walking <laughs> along the fence away from all of the other dogs and just at our pace. It was really cute. Um, and Miles like said hi to everybody who passed us <laughs> on the path, which is not abnormal for him. He is a social say, butterfly. Yeah, sounds like a reoccurring theme. He's like yes. his mama. Yes, he is. Um, so that was nice, like, to get out of the house and even out of the neighborhood and just do um, something like that in, during the week. Like, normally we wouldn't do that during the week. Um, but I was just like, let's take advantage of the, the nice fall weather while we can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, he he did pretty good. It was like a three quarters of a mile loop, I would say. And so I was like, I don't know if he's going to last this whole walk. And he, he did. Walked he walked or he was in he, a stroller? He walked. Yeah. Oh, so wow. he walked all by himself. And um, we did pick him up a couple of times, but then immediately he would want back down. But I think he just <laughs> needed like a little bit of a break because that's, that's a big walk for yeah. his little legs. Um, but yeah, that was fun. <clears throat> that's awesome. Uh, so moving on to our most favorite segment, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-I-N-G. Fangirling. <laughs> yeah, we're fangirling. I was like, wait a second, what am I spelling? <laughs> I had a brain fart. It's funny that you can spell it, but you forget what the word is. Yeah. Um, actually, so survey, what are you fangirling like over? One, there was one point this week that that was stuck. You singing that was stuck in my head. Really? I'm <laughs> yes. so sorry. No, it's just funny because I, like... It don't spell like I can't spell it quickly in my head because I don't do it every week or whatever every other week like you do it. Yeah. So like I haven't committed it to memory. So really it was just the tune, and then you would <laughs> yeah yeah we're fangirling. Yeah, we're fangirling. Well, and I have to mention this. My friend Kristen, 
um, messaged me and she was saying that she was at a concert and she realized that she was totally fangirling over like the performers and she uh-huh. thought of our fangirl segment. Uh, for real? I love that so, <laughs> so much. Yeah, thank you, Kristen, for listening and for reaching out. That was fun. That's hilarious. Um, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and so I just thought that was so funny. So, okay, I have a couple. I'll make them quick. Um, first of all, I'm wearing some new Bluetooth headphones. From oh, who got you, you those? And your husband for my birthday. <laughs> so thank you, Sarah and Ryan. You're very I welcome. am an old, old woman, so I still, like, even literally during us recording right now, I had to stop and turn them back on because I did something wrong with them. So I'm still (laughs) learning how to use them, but they're really cool. They're, um, for our listeners' sake, because you already know this, they're, like, bone connectivity headphones, which I really wanted because when I wear my hearing aids, I can't use regular earbuds because my he- the speakers for my hearing aids go in my ears so i'm pretty so sure I've either you the would that I wear hearing aids yeah or either you need to wear beats by dre or exactly <laughs> i'm just kidding do you know what yeah, those no, are really that is whenever i look up like most common earphones for hearing aid users yeah that's one of them yeah but i don't like those because they cover my ears and they will cover my hearing aids and i want to mm-hmm. be able to like I don't know. I like these still because here. I can still hear what's going on around me, yeah. which I part of the reason I want to use them is because I want to use them on walks. Right. Um, and so I like that because I can still be aware of my surroundings, but also be jamming out. Safety first. So, yeah. So I am fangirling over these. I love them and finally got them hooked up after you gave them to me last month, but... I hadn't hooked them up yet because <laughs> I'm old and I can't figure out technology sometimes. So um, I've been loving them since I started using them. And um, I just got a new phone that doesn't have a headphone jack. So it was perfect, perfect. timing um, for that, too. But also double-decker PB&J sandwiches uh, have been my jam. Hello, so, Peeber Jelly. <laughs> in case you want to make one, okay, you take three pieces of bread. <laughs> This is cooking with Sarah May. Yeah, three pieces of bread. And you take two and you put peanut butter on both of them on one side. So if you were to put them together, it would be a peanut butter peanut butter sandwich, okay? Yes. <laughs> so you take then you take another piece the other piece of bread and you put jelly on one side uh-huh. and then you make one PB and J sandwich. Uh-huh. Okay, you put the jelly to peanut butter. Then <laughs> on the other side I guess you could do either side, but I always do jelly in the middle. So I uh-huh. do more jelly on the other side of the bread with jelly already on it. Correct. And then top it then off. your peanut butter on top. I so love how got... detail oriented you were with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I sure know exactly how to make it. This. Yeah. Now I have a question for you. I know I've mentioned this before because I have I have talked about peanut butter jelly in my fangirling in the past. <laughs> so we have a problem. <laughs> no. um, but do you toast your bread? I see nothing wrong with that. I don't. <gasps> but you I, see, however, you I... need to because okay, it okay. takes it to a whole other level. It does? Oh, okay. so good. Alright. Because then would, it gets yeah. the peanut butter a little warm. Like if yeah. you are able to get the peanut butter on right away, oh my gosh. Oh, I, I'm going to go make one after this. Yeah, I want it so bad. I... Okay, so I like, and I may have said this in response to you before, so forgive me listeners if I have, but... um. I like a like peanut butter, banana, and honey 
that's a, a yummy combination to Ooh, me. That is good, I yeah. feel like toasted bread would be perfect for that. Yeah, it um, would. But I'll have to give it a try. Maybe not with a double decker because that seems like a lot of toast at once. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's the same amount of bread. Yeah, You're but the crunchiness, it. you don't think it would make it harder to eat? I don't know. No, because then like the jelly, if you put a good amount of jelly on there, mm-hmm, it'll mm-hmm. be, it'll help saturate it. Oh my gosh, it. it was you. I was trying to think, who have I had this conversation with of if you like more peanut butter or more jelly or if it, you like it even. Yeah. That was you I on like this more podcast. jelly. Ryan <laughs> yes. hates when I make him sandwiches. Although I think I'm getting better. You'll have to clarify that with him. But You're heavy handed with the jelly. I'm heavy handed with the jelly and he wants... He wants an even amount, but he said, if you're going to do more, do more peanut butter, not more yeah. jelly, apparently. So that's as I was making my sandwich, I was remembering that conversation, but I could not remember who I had it with. And it's now me. I know it was you. Of course. So you're welcome, listeners. This is two full blown <laughs> conversations now in this podcast. And you know what? There may just be more. Come, come back for next season. We'll see. Peanut butter, jelly time. <laughs> peanut butter, jelly time. Oh my gosh. I don't know what to do with you. Okay, my last fangirling thing. I have to say this because Adam and my friend Adrian have been giving me such a hard time about this. But you know how, like, there's different, like, you know, satisfying, like, cleaning or, like, organizing or whatever videos? Okay, so I have become addicted to rug cleaning videos. What? Like, literally, they make these 45-minute videos of someone cleaning a rug. It's 45 minutes? I sit there and watch it before bed. I'll be, like, on my phone or something, but sometimes I straight up just watch them. For the whole 45 minutes? That's a long time. That's a long time. Now, most of them aren't that long. Most of them, I mean, most of them are 15 to 25 minutes, though, and I'll watch it's like a TV show, and I just oh my, sit there and watch someone clean a rug. About cleaning a rug. Yeah, and they like there's there's one channel that I watch a lot, and I know his like the process that he goes through. Like I'll be like, now I know what cleaner he's about to use because <laughs> he I know his so process so well because oh I watched so many of these rug cleaning videos. So can I tell yeah. you a story? I think I was pranked recently on Facebook. Um, it was like a video that popped up. I don't know, my feed, someone shared it or someone liked like whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, page posted it. And it was like this best way to clean your toilet video. (laughs) And literally it was like a five minute long video where the person just kept adding one thing after another over and over and over over again. Yeah, soap, shaving cream, more soap. Um, I've seen, I've like, I've seen, I've never finished one because it's annoying to it's me. So yeah, okay. And then, well, first of all, she shoves sponges in the toilet hole, like in the bottom part where you flush. Mm-hmm. Two sponges. She shoves them in there first, and then she just starts layering all this stuff over and over and over and over for five minutes, literally. And mm-hmm. then she finally just flushes the toilet. Well, I guess she might, she might pick. This is gross. Like she might have picked up the one sponge and then started cleaning and then Mm -hmm. just flushes the toilet. First of all, the toilet doesn't look clean because it's still covered in crap. And second of all, I was like, well, soap and stuff, not crap. But yeah, okay, yeah, correct. Um, (laughs) It can't be good for your toilet to have like that much gunk in it. You know what I mean? But I was just like, is this a prank? Is this one of those videos that's like a spoof or I don't know. I was so annoyed Yeah, like they say it's serious, but really they're being like whatever. Yeah, I 
saw one of those once and I couldn't finish it because I was so annoyed that she after like the third layer of shaving yeah. cream because I yeah. was like what why is wrong are with you putting shaving cream yeah. in your toilet that's what I want to know or like foamy soap or whatever it is yeah. I don't care you the, the Whatever happened to just putting it in the toilet cleaner and scrubbing yeah. with the brush and being done. Like, it does just fine. So yeah. anyway, guys, if that comes up on your feed, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. It's stupid. Yes. Sarah, tell us what you're fangirling over. So I'm going to be the most basic person in the entire world. And I am <laughs> literally fangirling over the fact that fall is here to stay. Like mm-hmm. it is it is fall. And I couldn't be happier. Um I have I'm wearing a beanie right now and I've worn one a couple of times this week, which is one of my favorite parts of fall that I can wear hats like this all the time. Cozy sweatshirts, flannels, you name it. I made soup like three times already. <laughs> I'm just like all the things. I fully immersed myself in fall and I wish that it lasted forever. Like I could live in a world where fall's the only season and be totally happy. Yeah. I think. It's like amazing because at least in like the area that we're in like northeast ohio ish um it is it was like a light switch like yeah fall happened on the first day of fall yeah and usually like i i i like that you said fall is here to stay because Mm -hmm. what usually happens is we get a couple days as a teaser and then two weeks of 90 degree weather yes or something and but it was like boom fall i i totally agree i've been loving it and honestly i think i appreciate it more than i ever have because i'm 100 weeks pregnant and (laughs) i'm warm all the time yeah (laughs) so like going for walks i i wear i'll wear like leggings and a t-shirt or sweats and a t-shirt or something but like the one time i took a hoodie i ended up tying it around my waist which is hard to do when you have a (laughs) under week belly but um yeah so um i am so so with you i actually almost said fall except but then i realized i thought i said it last week (laughs) i actually as i was saying it i was like oh did i already say this i don't know if i did but if i did it's okay because it it needs to be said again yeah um and then my second thing i'm fangirling over actually does tie back into something we talked about last week and it is my my neighborhood. Um, so <laughs> I know that I had joked around with Sarah Mae that I've made friends with a bunch of old men in my neighborhood when I'm out for walks with the dogs and with Miles. And um, the day after we recorded our episode, I had a story for Sarah Mae that included one of these men. And I want to share it with all of you. <laughs> I'm going to make this quick. So I was walking Riley. I rounded the corner of our street and there is a teenager looking kid sitting on the front steps of one of our neighbor's houses. I have spoken to this neighbor in the sense of like, hi, how are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know them. You know what I mean? But I did not recognize him. Well, as I'm walking by, he shouts in like into the street. Hey, can I borrow your phone? And you know, like I knew what he said, but I was like, oh, no, what? And I think I just said, oh, I'm sorry, what'd you say? And I stopped. Well, then he got off the porch and he started walking towards me. <clears throat> and I like, OK, for those of you who have listened, you know that I am <laughs> a lover of 
like true crime podcasts and I broke all the rules. So I'm just going <laughs> to say that first thing. I broke all the rules. Should not have stopped. Like someone screaming at you in the street. You never know what's going to happen. I shouldn't have stopped. I should have just kept going and been like, oh, no, sorry or whatever. But I didn't. I stopped. And I'm, I'm not trying to like sound like I'm judgmental or anything. I'm just going to set the scene for you. He was carrying a couple backpacks. He was like wearing dirty clothes. Like he looked like he had been in a rough situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and he's a male and I'm walking by myself on the street. So that's breaking the rules. I had, actually I had Riley and she barks. So that's like, that was kind of in my favor because he was a, like, he did say like, is your dog going to be okay if I walk up? And I was like, well, she doesn't like people. So I'll just make sure I, like, I was trying to make it sound like she's this vicious dog. Yeah. She's not, but like, I, I was going to take anything I could get. So anyway, he walks up to me and he's like, I'm really sorry. Can I, do you mind if I borrow your phone just to make a quick phone call? And then he said, my mom just died. My dad's not in the picture. I'm homeless. And my friend lives here. And I was trying to see if he could help me out, but I don't know when he's going to be home. And I just, I have someone I can call, but I don't have a phone. And I... Of course, like my heart's breaking for this kid. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm really sorry to hear that. Absolutely. You can have my phone to like take, make a phone call. And he said, thank you so much. Um, he goes, the guy up at the the gas station up the street told me to F off. But he says it. And I'm like, oh, my baby. But I said, oh, gosh, I'm really sorry. That's that's a shame. And um, he said, um my friend's phone number is on a piece of paper in my shoe. So <laughs> he takes his shoe off. I forgot about that. Yeah. And he grabs a piece of paper out of his shoe. And I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so I hand him my phone. He calls his friend. Um, his friend tells him like where he can pick him up. And he's like, okay, I know where that is. I'll come there. So as I'm like, he's handing my phone back to me he sees my tattoo on my arm and it's a sunflower with the word bloom as the stem and he's he said oh wow I really like your tattoo and I said oh thanks and he starts bawling and he's like my mom had a tattoo of a flower on her foot mm. of a tiger lily do you do you know what that is and I was like I, I do I actually thought of you because I know you love tiger lilies but <laughs> And he said, like, the stem is was my name and the leaves were my brother's names or siblings names or whatever. And I said, oh, wow, that's really special. And, you know, he was just like, I'm going to get I that. I can see you in this conversation. I, oh, my gosh. I'm like, my heart's breaking for this kid. But also I'm like, am I safe? Like, am I OK? Like, I just kind of wanted it to be over, which I feel terrible about. But again, uh, in my no, back, back really okay. of my mind, I'm like, I'm breaking all the rules. Yeah. Um, so. You know, he just said, like, I want to get the tattoo one day, whatever. And he just said, thank you again so much. Um, he introduced himself to me. I introduced myself. I, he shook my hand. <laughs> he, like, he stuck his hand out to shake my mm -hmm. hand. And then he, like, asks, oh, is this your son? What's his name? And I just willingly tell him. Again, oh. I'm like, I could have lied, but this is not who I am. I guess I'm not, I don't know. I I'm know. not smart enough. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, so he walks away. Like, he just keeps going and he's walking down the street <clears throat> so i i kind of like waited a second to like you know allow for there to be space because i'm walking in the same direction oh yeah and as i get to like the curve to go onto the next street 
one of the neighbors, the old men that I have said <laughs> hi to over the years, starts walking down his driveway and he's like, who was that? What did he want? <clears throat> and I just, I said, oh, he's looking for so-and-so. And he's like, yeah, he's at work. And I was like, I- I'm sure he is. <laughs> but he just said like, he's not, he's not there. Why is he, why is he walking around back here with backpacks? And I just said, oh, well, he just told me his mom died and he's homeless. And he just asked me to borrow my phone. Um, to make a phone call. And he's like, oh, well, I don't trust people back here with backpacks. And I'm thinking, how often does that happen? I know. <laughs> but I don't know, whatever. <clears throat> and he just said, oh, I would have told him, just keep walking. And I said, yeah, I guess I'm a little softer than that. And he goes, you are. You're too soft. You should have said to leave me alone. And then he said, but don't worry. I was watching the whole time. And um, I said, oh, well, well, thanks for being on the lookout, you know, <laughs> like whatever. Oh and even gosh. today I was walking again and he's like, I'm glad to see you took my advice. and You're not just stopping people on the side of the road. And I was like, I didn't, st- I didn't stop him. But anyway, <clears throat> all that to say, I am thankful that everything worked out and it was OK. Um, but I also was extra thankful that I did have my old man looking out for my neighborhood yeah my neighbor to watch um it was just really funny but I mean looking back well I was like okay I could have done things a little differently but truly like I don't know I do feel like the Lord would have just kind of given me I would have felt uneasy in my spirit if if it really was going to be a dangerous situation and honestly there was a moment that when I gave him my phone to use, I was like, oh my gosh, he could just run away. Like he could literally just steal my phone. I'm not going to chase mm-hmm. after him. I have a dog and a baby, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, there's another part of was like, okay, well if he steals my phone, he steals my phone. Like this kid, I, I genuinely do think he was telling me the truth. Like yeah. just in the state that he was in, the fact that he immediately burst into tears. I'm like, I don't, I guess people can be good at lying and manipulating like that. But there was just a part of me that just felt like, <clears throat> just let him use your phone. And then to hear mm-hmm. that, like he went to a gas station to try to use the phone and people were just mean to him. Um, I'm thankful everything was okay and it was like ended up being safe and fine. And I'm also thankful that like I wasn't too scared (laughs) to the point where like I did just like brush him off and was just like one more person who was treating this kid in an unkind way um, because of his circumstances. But yeah, so that happened and I have a neighborhood watch group I didn't even know about. I'm thankful yeah. for them. <laughs> they might and they might be judging you a little bit. It sounds like, but they still got your back. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care because there's a part of me that understands it. Like he's a dad. This guy, I know he's a dad. His, mm-hmm. I see his daughter go leak leaving every day, and so I get like the judgment doesn't bother me. It's I know what he was saying. Like that's not safe. Oh, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, no. I it I was almost even just being like hurt about it, but it is. Which it's is hard. like yeah, it's, it wasn't. I mean, sure. It could have, like, a ton of things could have gone wrong, but they yeah. didn't, and it's okay. But Well, yeah. and, like, there's part of that that's, like, uh, I don't know, every time you leave your house, something could go wrong. Right, right. I mean, so there's, like, it's, it's hard because it's, like, you have to balance, especially being a woman and, you yeah. know, not having, you know, someone else with you or whatever. It's dumb, or, like, it annoys me, but it's reality, like... Mm-hmm. You know, there are things we need to be cautious about, but I mean, 
it was the middle of the day. It's not like you were walking at nine o'clock at night. I don't know. No. It, you know, it yeah. sounds like it wasn't like such a like terrifying situation that you were foolish, you know. Right. right. But you did do all the things wrong, according to true crime. According to true crime, I did everything wrong. But you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Um so anyway, that is gonna seg or segue us into our Topic for the day: <laughs> Choosing hope over fear. <laughs> Honestly, genuinely, those two are not linked at all. I am not <laughs> saying just put yourself in dangerous situations whenever, wherever, and not to have like you know awareness and be yeah. safe and precautious. I'm not saying that, but we are going to round out our season with a topic that we've kind of um, gone back and forth on a little bit, and we both I think have meaningful things to say when it comes to choosing to have hope rather than choosing to have fear. So Sarah Mae, I'm going to go ahead and let you kind of take it away and then I will share my thoughts when you're done. Oh, thanks Sarah. Yeah. I, you're like, <laughs> I feel like we're a news anchor or something. You're like, <laughs> yeah. And to you, you're like, this will segue us. I'm like, no, it won't. <laughs> Um, it's a joke. Okay, it's a so, joke. <clears throat> yeah, hope over fear. So we have talked about this. Like, I think it comes up every time we're like, okay, what do we want to talk about? I feel like this is one that gets brought up every, like, mm-hmm. two or three times. Like, um, but it is, it is a really hard one for me because I, it's so easy to say, of course we should choose hope over fear. Right. Like, that's, there's not, like... <laughs> There's no argument there, (laughs) but it is so hard and I can only speak from my perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that having anxiety has made this a particularly difficult um, choice for me to choose hope Hope. over choosing fear or just succumbing to fear. And, you know, because anxiety isn't necessarily like... anxiety doesn't equal fear i know that that's a common misconception that like that that you know they're equal to each other but they're not i won't get into all the nuances there but (laughs) anxiety definitely is a major gateway and for me like trigger to fear Mm -hmm. and i would imagine that that's common because of how similar they are but um again i only have my perspective but um Part of, for me, having anxiety means that, like, worst case scenario is often the first thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so hard because then you're working backwards to try and get to, like, what would be deemed, like, a rational or, like, um, hopeful, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thought process. So because when you start with worst case scenario, it's that much harder to then go back Reel to yourself like, back in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so um, that's definitely been like the hardest thing for me, I think, when it comes to this is when I have those thoughts of like my anxiety is like, hey, this is probably what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I it is so easy for me to just rabbit trail and all of a sudden like in my mind I'm homeless with no one and nothing. like <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, like I'm living under a bridge how did I yes. get here <laughs> yeah. yeah like it's just um yeah it's it's really easy it it takes less mental energy as crazy as it sounds but maybe it's relatable I don't know it it takes less mental energy to go into those 
what somewhat seem crazy scenarios Mm -hmm. than to reel it in and realize that one none of those things will probably ever happen but two even if they do i don't i shouldn't be spending my mental energy on it i need to reel it in and focus on hope Mm -hmm. so it's like the mental energy that it takes to focus on that is definitely like a self-discipline i think um to like turn it around and but I don't know if this is because of anxiety or just because of me and the way that I, was, I grew up and and things like that. But I have some very irrational fears, just like, and sometimes I just make up new ones. Like I'll just be walking, and like there's a really aggressive dog in our neighborhood, and every time he starts jumping or whatever, I'm like totally afraid for a moment that he's gonna get out and attack us. He's mm-hmm. like that's he doesn't a, feel irrational to me. That actually no, it's feels not necessarily. Like a, but the places it goes in my head where I'm like then in my brain I'm like trying to beat this dog down to get away with me and <laughs> Layla and a stroller because in my head it's I'm now, now when I envision it I'm pushing a stroller because that makes the situation harder. Yeah, so that's yeah. of course what my brain goes to. So. Right. Yeah, um, which, by the way, I don't condone beating dogs down <laughs> unless they're attacking you. Then you got to do what you got to do. Um, just like a person, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> or you just let them steal your phone and run away. No, Exactly. <laughs> you can't do that with a dog. Okay, we're but, getting um, off. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So it's just like very easy for me to come up with these wildly like outrageous fears. And sometimes I'll say them to Adam and he'll just be like, is this what it's like to live in your brain? I'm like, yeah, it really is. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's just, um, it's definitely been something that I never realized I need. I was feeding into mm-hmm. because, you know, what you feed is what grows stronger. And so feeding into my tendency to think of worst case scenario or going down these rabbit trails, all it did was make me better at doing that. Right. <laughs> and so... Um, It's definitely not something that I think I've actually really started working hard on improving um, until the last couple of years. Uh, And even, like, since being pregnant, I've had to really do it. And Mm -hmm. um, for me, I have to be really intentional to change the dialogue, like, literally saying things over and over to myself, you know, to correct my thought process. And... Um, like I said, even during this pregnancy, it's been really hard. And because at every stage, like I've, I've had fear of, of like miscarriage and loss. And, um, like, first of all, I have just the utmost sympathy. Like if anyone has ever walked through that, I just, my heart is totally for you. And like, I, I don't want to ever sound like I'm speaking to something that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. All I can say is that it's something I've feared. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that it's more common that we talk about and, you know, things like that. And all those thoughts were just so overwhelming to me when I first got pregnant. And then even in the third, this, in the third trimester, I've had, like, there was a couple weeks that I was just so worried and mm-hmm. so anxious. And um, I had to continuously say, like, for me, some of the things I was saying was like, that I believe that this baby is a gift from God. Like, I believe that we prayed specifically for her and God answered our prayer. And that's not to say that, like, when, every time you pray for something, everything's going to go right or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, I truly believe that just through the circumstances, even that I've talked about on the podcast, like, I truly believe that this baby is a gift and, is, and an answered prayer. Um, 
And also, like, even just the facts of, like, I had no... I no indication that something's wrong. Right. So I don't need to be obsessing over this fear. Like, all it is is me... It, all it is is in my head. Like, I have no reason to believe this except for the fact that the fear is feeding. You know, it's mm-hmm. I'm feeding this fear. So, um, yeah, that's been, like, for me at least in this season, the way that I have had to really combat fear with hope is just even by saying to myself, like, God is good. Right. Period. You know, like, and I don't want to, I start to go past that sentence and think of what could come after that. And I have to stop myself because I literally, I can feel, I'm like thinking of a specific day that I was walking Layla. And every time I said that, and I tried to go past that sentence, like if I said God is good, even if Mm -hmm. I start and I was like no it has to end with God is good period Mm -hmm. (laughs) because the even ifs and all of that that would still get me anxious Mm -hmm. and so just trying to really say like God is good and faithful even when things are dark and hard and there are some life circumstances that I can't speak to and I would never try to of like things that people have gone through but I can say that the things that I, I have gone through like that have been very hard and heartbreaking and um trials that i've walked through i can look back and i know that god is good through it and he's good now even even on the other side Mm -hmm. so with that said um in this kingdom birth class that i mentioned last week that i'm taking um the woman talks about hope and faith Mm -hmm. rather than hope versus faith because sometimes we when we have like when we just are hoping for something and then it doesn't happen mm-hmm. our faith is crushed mm-hmm. because we're like we don't we can't see god in the situation if like all of our eggs were in like the hope basket essentially like right. so she was just talking about the importance of pairing faith with hope because then like if you're whatever situations like you're in like for specifically it was about birth like you know, she was saying that, like, her first birth went completely different than how she had planned and it was, like, really traumatizing for her. And she felt like, God, you were not there. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not see you at all. And then, you know, through prayer and devotion time, she realized, like, God was there and he showed up in several ways that she just missed because her hopes were so crushed. Yeah. Um, and so, like, then... She was saying that, like, for her second birth, it didn't go exactly as planned, but she had hope and faith so that when the things that she was hoping for didn't happen, her faith was still on in Christ. Yeah. And that, like, really spoke to me, even outside of birth or babies or anything. Right. Just, like, how I think that that's a tricky line that we walk as believers. Not a tricky line that we walk, but it's just, it's hard to balance like praying diligently for something or expectantly, but also having peace with whatever happens mm-hmm. and no, and remaining like in the mindset that God is good and faithful. So anyways, I just really enjoyed that. And um, I think that actually even since being pregnant, one of my prayers was like asking God, like, can you just hold my anxiety for this season? Because I cannot, I can't live like this. Like, mm-hmm. I can't live in the fear that I do, that I have before in this season because I want to enjoy this. I want to be looking forward to my baby and, mm-hmm. 
you know, I don't want to be consumed by all the fears of like, am I doing everything right? Am I doing everything wrong? And, you know, are we, when she gets here, are we prepared? Which no one really is. No. (laughs) It's like building an airplane when you're in the air. You learn as you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just all the things. I was like, Lord, I need you to like table this. Like, I need you to hold it for me. And for most of my pregnancy, I have really been like the best anxiety wise like that I I have been in a really long time Mm. and um you know I attribute that to several things medicine thyroid medicine I think is making me a little more normal (laughs) lots of prayer like just continuous prayer Mm -hmm. um and yeah so um anyways all that to say I'm trying to focus now on hope and faith and like how I can incorporate those together mm-hmm. in my prayers and hopes um, when I'm trying to dispel my fear because I think that that gives me a better rock, you know, a better ground to stand on when um, I don't have to be afraid of those things, of these things happening, but I can trust that even if I in, in, end up homeless with no one and nothing like in my crazy thought processes Mm -hmm. like god is good god is faithful Mm -hmm. and i can hold on to that you know yeah i like that. so that's kind of been like my journey with it um and a verse psalm is literally chock full of verses about like god being good yes and um so one of them that i really like though is praise um Psalm 135.3, praise the Lord for the Lord is good. Sing praises to his name for it is lovely. And I really like that one because like even just his name, Mm -hmm. like sing praises to his name for it is lovely. Even his name is lovely and like can give us peace and like hope and all of that. Like, so just trying to rest in that. Um, Yeah. So I just really like that verse. I like it. Too. And I think that it ties into my seeking hope and everything because I can just try and remember that God is good. Yes, definitely. I love but, it. That is so thanks. funny because we didn't talk about uh, like what we were sharing. I feel like you just helped put words to what I was trying to just des- what I am trying to describe in my thoughts that I'm going to share. So it's really funny. Um, well, you're you just like gave me the verbiage. So. That's, I'm glad you went first. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I think about choosing hope over fear, um, a recent life event that comes to my mind is when my dad was in the hospital back in December of last year. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. Uh, I know I briefly talked about this at the beginning of the year, but he got COVID and it was really bad. And, um, there were moments that like, we didn't know if he was going to make it. And, um, I remember sitting one night talking to my friend on the phone and it was bad. Like it was, they, my mom had, they signed over power of attorney to my mom and Mm -hmm. like, they're just trying to prepare my mom for the worst. And I remember saying to my friend, like, I absolutely have faith that God can heal my dad. And obviously like, that is my hope, right? Like I don't Mm want to lose him, but I feel like I have moments where I'm just trying to be realistic right now. And like, I don't Mm want to just like brush over the fact that like, this is really hard. Like this sucks. This doesn't look good with just Mm -hmm. saying like, but God, um, 
like God could do anything. God can heal him. God will heal him because there were moments like I in the back of my mind, like I had replayed like friendships and friends who have been through the worst and like what they wanted and what they had hoped for did not happen on this side of heaven. And so I just kept saying like, I just, I think I just don't want to like just keep saying all these positive statements because like the reality is this sucks like right now and this doesn't look Mm -hmm. good. And like, I can, I absolutely know God can't heal my dad. Um, but I don't want to like, be too hopeful that it'll happen. And then when it does, like if it doesn't happen, like just be absolutely crushed. And it's kind of like the, the verbiage that you just said, like you're putting all of your eggs in this hope basket without having this faith too. But the problem was I was just like throwing eggs out of both baskets. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I got no hope. I got no faith. I just, I just want to sit in the fact that I am afraid that I'm about to lose my dad. And this just really sucks. And it's really, really painful. And I don't Mm -hmm. think anyone would have like blamed me for feeling that way. And uh, like, uh, I felt very guilty that that was kind of where I was at because Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, a really hard thing happens and automatically I'm losing faith, but I don't think I was losing faith. I think I was just trying to like see what was going on in front of me and take it in stride and say, this really sucks. And right now it just doesn't feel like the right thing to just like sugarcoat it with positive statements. And that's kind of what I felt like was happening Um, with, I mean, obviously the people around me having good intentions, but it just was hard. And, um, but I still, at the end of the day, felt this tension in my spirit of like, I don't want to keep walking through this, feeling this way. You know, yeah. like we were, it was a long journey getting him, like, he got through being at the hospital, but then he had to go to a rehab center. And, um, thankfully, he is still here with us. Um, but even still, like, you know, he's still a struggling health wise, like he's not back to where he was before he got mm-hmm. it. And it, it is just it's hard to see. But um, I knew like, okay, if this if we're in this for the long haul, this is gonna continue to be hard. I can't keep living in this, this state mm-hmm. of feeling like no hope, no faith. I just feel like I'm mad at the situation, whatever. And, um, so I had asked Ryan, this was between Christmas and new year's and we both take usually if we can take that week off of work. And so I just asked Ryan if I could go and be out of the house for a few hours and just try to be with the Lord and pray. And, um, so I went to a coffee shop and I just sat down and I didn't really know what I was going to do. Like, I didn't know where to read Mm. in the Bible. I started journaling, but really all that was coming out just felt like, I mean, it's okay. I just was like spewing how angry I was and my emotions Mm -hmm. and like my frustration and my confusion and my questioning, whatever. And the Lord brought me to Hebrews chapter six, and I'm going to read my journal entry from that day. Uh, I'm not smart enough to come up with these thoughts on my own. I learned them from commentaries, which is typically what I do. Mm -hmm. But, and also I'm sorry, I'm dealing with allergy stuff. So I keep clearing my throat and sniffling and it's because fall has its downsides. But anyway, (laughs) so in Hebrews chapter six, it talks about how hope is our anchor for our soul. And this is, I actually don't know 
I like broke it up into a couple different spots. I think this might be 19 through 20. It says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And um, growing up, anytime I've read that or heard that, the only thing I feel like people actually focus on is like, oh, hope is the anchor for our soul. And it's like, okay, but what does that really mean? Like, Mm -hmm. um, so these are the comments from the commentaries I was reading that anchors are firm and secure, but they're unseen. They keep the boat steady even when waves are crashing. So this hope that we have is what steadies us and it keeps us um, from you know, going to and fro when things are rough. But what I love, and this is the part that I've I've never connected these dots, it says this confident anchor-like hope sees us into the very presence of God. Jesus entered into the presence of God so that his people can follow him into there. Because it talks about how the, the hope that we have enters into the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, which is what, like, we couldn't do that before Mm -hmm. Jesus came. Like we were not allowed to enter into the Holy of Holies, but because Jesus came and he tore that veil, we now have the ability to go into the presence of God. And it is the fact that like when we choose hope, now this is my own thought. So um, (laughs) when we choose hope and clinging to that hope that steadies us and anchors us, it ushers us into God's presence. And that is where we find peace. That is where we find faith. Mm -hmm. That is where we find that we can trust him. But when we're choosing to live in the fear or live in the pain or live in the unknown, we are totally neglecting God's presence. I feel like at least that's Mm -hmm. what I was doing. Like I was just like, God, I know you can do this, but will you do it? And like kind of questioning him. And just only living in the reality of the fact that this really sucks and I'm just going to live here for a little bit. Um, But I'm really thankful that I had this day because it it was like a love letter from God to say, like, I see you. I'm not Mm -hmm. like I'm not not present in this situation and um I am with you in this and I'm also not holding it against you that you're not being super hopeful right now literally Mm -hmm. as I was sitting there reading this scripture and reading this and like journaling the song it's called you keep hope alive started playing on the radio in the coffee (laughs) shop that I was in and I I go or I googled it I scribbled it on my paper because I did not want to forget it. And I'm just going to read some of the lyrics. Um, It says, you keep hope alive. You keep hope alive from the beginning to end. Your word never fails. You keep hope alive because you are alive. Jesus, you are alive. Death had a stronghold, but your life was stronger. Rose from the grave, rose up from the grave. Um, And I just remember feeling so seen by God in that moment and saying, okay, like my hope, isn't in the circumstances of what's going on around me. My hope is not in the circumstances of like, is the final result going to be what I want? Or is this going to be painful? But Mm -hmm. it has to be in Jesus who has defeated sin, has defeated death, and like gives us the hope that whatever does happen here on this physical earth is not the end of the story. And Mm -hmm. that is like the greatest hope too that we have is that, Jesus came to make a way where there was no way so that even when we like 
feel like everything around us is breaking and falling and not ideal like that's not the end mm-hmm. um uh and so I just remember surrendering to God and being like okay like no matter what happens like I'm not going to keep living in this place like I will proclaim that you are good and that I trust you and that I choose hope and um I'm not just going to like let the pain that I'm feeling defeat me and <coughs> again I am so grateful and I'm so thankful that I can sit here and say like my dad is still here with us. But I also Mm -hmm. hope that if like that unfortunately was not how this chapter of our story ended, like I still would be able to say, God, you are good. God, I trust you. Mm -hmm. God, I will continue to choose hope. Um, So that's really all I have. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I thank you for sharing that. I completely agree. And when you were talking about, um, like, how being choosing fear is, like, the absence of God, mm-hmm. essentially, it's like, um, I I heard uh, recently, like, this thing I was saying, too, is saying that um, worrying is us thinking about the situation if God doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and while there's, there's being realistic, which there's nothing wrong with, most of the time when we're worrying, um, like we're, one, we're not being realistic, you know, because we're making things bigger. Like in the situation with your dad, you're worrying about something that really was a real possibility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was very real and it was very fair. Like you said, nobody would have judged you. God wasn't judging you for, like, being where you, in the headspace you were. And, um, but anyway, so you're saying, like, worry is us thinking about the situation if God doesn't show up. And so she's talking about, like, a conference that she went to and how these people said that they wanted to start worrying with God. So, like, they were worrying if God showed up so big that they were outside of their means Mm -hmm. or whatever, like, what were they going to do? And I found myself doing that because one of the things that is a fear of mine is just we live in a crazy world and I'm about to raise a person in it. Yep. (laughs) And, like, (laughs) they have to, like, (laughs) yeah, like, they have to, she is going to have to navigate the some things that I never had to right and also things that I had to and I really did a poor job with or you know whatever and so just like you know I'm the one day I was like thinking like what if because like she's a Christian like she um like is bullied or you know whatever like persecuted and in at least in an American way and because I know being an american christian is not as difficult as it is elsewhere but right like just worries about stuff like that like that she's going to be different and so people are going to pick on her or judge her or whatever and i was like no i'm going to worry with god and i was just like what if she is so she has so many friends she's such a light and she's just so like a light of jesus that everybody wants to be around her and we always have to feed all these kids that are going to be at our house because (laughs) everybody just wants to (laughs) hang out with her yeah so i was just like you know trying to change the dialogue of like you know this far off scenario that i don't need to be spending energy on yeah but like changing the dialogue and then like it made me laugh a little and then i was like you know I, i was able to get outside of it now, I don't know that with really very, very serious situations, like 
with your dad. Like, I don't know that well, I think that's as applicable, but I do think it was it just is. something. I, I do think it is because I think something that I was doing was I was saying like, well, like, I know God can heal my dad, mm-hmm. but... And then in, in that but, it was me saying, but like, I feel like he won't or I feel like mm-hmm. he's not with me. And the reality is like what you're saying is basically you're worrying because you feel like God's not going to show up. But why don't you worry that like he's going to show up so big that like well, X, Y and Z, you know, what do but, we do? Yeah. Like what I was doing was just like. I was completely taking God out of the equation. I'm just going to yeah. sit in my fear. I'm going to sit in my pain. And I'm going to say, like, well, I know, like, I know God can do it. But I'm not actually going to truly believe that he will do it. Or also that mm-hmm. he's even with me right now. Because there were moments yeah. that I just felt like, what the heck? Like, this, yeah. it was, you yeah. know, it's something. And I know people experience painful things every day, challenging hardships, It was just something that was like so obviously out of nowhere, you know, none of us thought like this was going to happen, of of course. Um, And then it just got worse and worse and worse. And we were like, okay, what the heck? God, like what? Like that's how I felt. Um, And so I do think it is it's it's choosing. It's like what we talked about when we talked about fear a couple episodes ago I don't know when it was but how our pastors both preached on fear the same Sunday um Mm -hmm. it's it's recognizing that when Jesus was walking on the water he was on top of the storm like he was on it Mm -hmm. so it's not just this like weird physical phenomenon like oh Jesus walking on the water but it's this symbolism of like he's got it covered like the storm's not taking him over he's on top of the storm and when Mm -hmm. we focus on our fears rather than the hope that we have in him we're focusing on the storm and thinking that God doesn't have control um and that's kind of what I was doing, but still yeah. trying to be like, but I don't want to say that he's, you know, <laughs> that he's not present with me. So I have to say, like, well, I know you can do it, God. But truly, like what I was feeling was like, but you're not going to or you're not like yeah. you're not with me in this, um, which isn't true. And so I am thankful for that day. And I like I know I will never forget it because there are just moments, you know, that stand out to you in your mind of like. I know that was the Lord. I know he was with me. I know he spoke this to me. Um, and we all need those reminders, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's it's kind of it's kind of like a cliche to say this, but I know, at least in my experience, that through the fires and the trials and the pain are have been a lot of the times that I have felt the like felt God's presence the most mm-hmm. because it's when I've it's probably when I've given my most attention you know that's probably partly <laughs> me and partly also just like where we are weak he is strong and like finding his strength is sufficient and that his hope is present and that he is present mm-hmm. um you know and there have been so many so many times that I have definitely felt him just in the blessings that we do have because we adam and i do lead very very blessed lives Mm -hmm. and um like we and i see that and i just like revel in like feeling so spoiled by god and so there are definitely moments there too like in the good and in just like the sunshine but like i think that in those moments 
you know, we're talking about hope, hope versus fear, like out of our fear, I think is where our, our strongest hope can come, mm-hmm. you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm sure there's like a phrase on a mug somewhere that says something <laughs> like that. But yeah. They sell it in a church coffee shop. Yeah. But yeah, so thank you for sharing about that. And I agree, like where you said just the utmost thanks that the situation did have the outcome that it did, that he's good and well, that he's on, you know, he's still still on the mend after mm-hmm. almost a year. But and that's hard. But we're thankful that, you know, he's still here with us. But like with the hope almost in ourselves that we would have been able to rely on God no matter what. That's part of what, um, like I've been trying to find more resolve for in my own life is just like I was saying earlier, like God is good period. Right. And like, no matter what on this side of eternity, you know, like God has defeated all of these things that cause us fear and we can live with the hope that no matter what else we will see him face to face one day and mm-hmm. like i don't know it sounds so like t-shirt like christian bookstore t-shirt <laughs> but like that really is where our hope is right. you know and so it's at the end of the day we can we can remember that in like these hard things and uh it's it's just easier said than done oh, is what it is sh- oh for sure <laughs> definitely yeah uh, but I love that moment that you had in the coffee shop. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, not to end on a heavy note, <laughs> but I guess it's not a heavy note. Because we're well, trying we a, to say to choose hope, hope versus over fear. Hope is a heavy topic. It is. Um, so we're not going to end. This <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, we're not going to end on a real heavy note. Because now is time for the National holidays is that national holidays or just days they are actually considered national holidays yeah perfect now sometimes they are international holidays oh but i don't know that i've ever said one on here and if i have i don't even think i called it that but (laughs) okay um, just stay within our nation today i'm yeah there's two today well i always say two but like the first one is just kind of silly but then the second one's my favorite okay (laughs) okay so October 5th is Pumpkin Seed Day. Oh, oh, and that makes me think of my mom. She would always make, pu- like, <laughs> when we would carve pumpkins, she would bake the pumpkin seeds and we'd eat yeah. salted pumpkin seeds afterwards. Well, now I know why Adam does it every yep, year then. <laughs> so, like, even the year, I don't know if you recall this, but a couple years ago, you and Ryan came over to carve pumpkins with us. Yeah. And um, he tried to do all the seeds and he tried to make half a batch for us and half a batch for you guys did we end up ever giving them to you i don't think so <laughs> they, they they didn't they, turn they were out his first try they were his <laughs> first try um but every year he tries some different things and and frankly drying them out is like the really hard part, yeah. so like yeah so um like the texture sometimes it's not to his liking but like he does every year he comes up with these different recipes pumpkin pie is always one oh. but then he'll do some other ones so yeah um I feel like so it just ranch, made me like, like laugh ranch seasoned pumpkin seeds would be really good yeah yeah he did one it was like uh like a jalapeno something i don't know but yeah, so pumpkin seed day made me laugh a little cuz Adam's always doing his pumpkin seeds every year yeah. and um, but and that's funny that you say that your mom did that because now I know why he's got like this 
Like, I've never, I'd never heard of just, like, cooking up pumpkin seeds. Really? Like, from, yeah. Oh, I mean, it, I mean people so, do it. So, I don't think my mom is yeah. the only one. <laughs> but. No, 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 she's not. I'm sure. Well, now that, if you look. They're yeah, everywhere. I'm looking at these different recipes. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, there's Pinterest boards of them, man. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, pumpkin seed day. And it is also do something nice day. Oh, I love it. So I love that one, and you kind of um, did something nice when you broke all the true crime podcast rules. Even if it means um, putting yourself in danger. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Listeners, don't the heed my that you advice. Listen to stopped at the end of the topic. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So do something nice day. So I hope that everybody has the opportunity to do something nice and maybe to eat some pumpkin seeds if you like those (laughs) oh that'd be a lovely day it's a little early to be carving pumpkins so we don't have any pumpkin seeds yet but you can buy them at aldi oh there you go yep they just come in a bag salted pumpkin seeds do you call it aldi or aldi's with an s at the end well it's just aldi so (laughs) there's no s (laughs) lots of people call it aldi's man i know i know but it is just aldi so get it right i agree I agree. All righty. Well, everybody, go do something nice. And and we'll see you when When we we see see you. you. Yep. Next time we talk, you guys. You're going to have a baby. I'm going to have a baby. Oh, yay. I can't even believe it. I can't even believe it. But uh, we'll ask her some deep questions on the show. (laughs) I know. Can't wait. It'll be great. (laughs) All right. You guys have a great rest of your week. And thank you for joining us. Thank you.